I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the board of supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. Happy New Year, boys. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. It's, it's a great one. It is. I think it's going to be a challenging year, but I think it's going to be really good overall. Challenges are bad, though. You know, I like challenges. You know, it's been a, a, a challenging last year and a half for me, and and uh, a lot of people I talk to are, are beat down. And then I meet someone who's really optimistic. They go, you know what, man? I got a roof over my head. My family's not, you know, everything is, is, is good, you know, and they're totally optimistic, even though they're super broke and sure. it's been a challenging. And I'm like, I feel like, uh, uh, this challenging time has just made me a stronger person. And, you know, it's like, it's like forged steel, you know, it's, it's, it's got a perspective a, adjustment too. You know, I think sometimes we realize that maybe I don't need a lot of the things that I used to have or take for granted, you know, maybe simplifying my life is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Are you know? saying you will eat bugs and own nothing and be happy? No, I'm just I, I will not do that. I will not do that. No. But to be, you know, self-sufficient and maybe do things that you depend on other people for before for yourself, you know, I think that's not a bad thing. You know, oh, yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, there, there's certain challenges that we certainly don't want to meet or, or deal with, you know, but it makes us stronger. Yeah, it's the classic. I think, you know, a lot of people said, okay, we face this thing as a world, mm -hmm. you know, it's your opportunity. What are you going to choose? Yeah. Are you going to crumble and whine and complain and never adjust or grow from it? Or are you going to take the opportunity to grow and adapt and learn more, dig in? Do your own research. Certainly, yeah, <laughs> you know, certainly can't lay down more. Go down, down, go down those rabbit trails. You know, there's all that that we've done. And man, I'm a way better person coming out of it. I, I hate seeing hardship on anybody, but at the same time, it's like, and think it's about common, the relationships so. that you forged over the last couple of years too. You know, oh, yeah, you, you've made relationships and friendships with people that you otherwise would have never had any contact with. And we've built just some really cool teams of people. You know, who've been a part of this movement. Who've been uh, involved politically who've uh, been outspoken against all, all the tyranny we've seen over the last couple of years. And I can honestly say I've made some lifelong friends where as you get older, you make less friends. <clears throat> and usually, you know, it's sort of inverted that triangle and said, hey, we've made some really close friends over the last couple of years, you know, and it's been, uh, that's been a blessing. It's been a good thing to see. So I came to the conclusion that um, I don't really have friends. I have um, acquaintances and I have family, people yeah. that I would die for. You know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. And I don't really like that gray area middle one is to me it's just like i have acquaintances with people that i like sure. and i try not to have too many enemies but i have people that you know that obviously you know are an enemy not necessarily locally but on a global or 
national, you know, level, you know, who the people who were, um, you know, were trying to, to, uh, go against their agenda or whatnot. But anyways, I've got way more family members. You know what I mean? I would do, I would, you know, last ditch, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and that word enemy, it's a strong word. And and I think they see us as enemies because I don't see them. I see them as political adversaries, you know, I, I don't know if I see them as enemies. Now, the people that are at the top, people that are pointing strings, those no, are enemies. That's, that's who I'm talking that's about. Let's not be mistaken, you know. Uh, but I, the people that are just what I call just blindly following, you know, or maybe a little bit confused or lost, uh, they're not the enemy. They're just opponents, you know. But uh, to say they're the enemy, I, I don't wish any, you know, ill on them like they do on us. The, the, those people, I mean, they, they hate us. You know, they really do. Oh, yeah. They control <clears throat> everything. They're just... All, it's like their mission is to just tear it, tear it down, and it's like, man, you can't let somebody have an opinion anymore. Well, like, like the <laughs> look, look, at, look at the A News Cafe blog. I, I call it a blog. I don't want to give them the credit to be an actual reporting agency, you know. But look at them. Their sole purpose is to take us down personally, to attack us personally, mm-hmm. you know, and to say things about us to make other people hate us. You know, <laughs> that's all they want to do. Did they you, don't. Did you watch the new? Okay, so. The episodes, I don't know, I may have missed the podcast, but they're back out on Amazon Prime. All the Blueprint episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they, were, they were never off. Were they? they were Amazon Prime. Once they went on, they stayed on, right? They stayed on. I think yeah. He's just talking about from when we pulled them originally. Oh, or gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And like now, I, I haven't checked all their outlets, but yeah. I wonder if they had lost their minds again. It's on Amazon Prime or what i but, love it so i was dude, on prime people are seeing it you yeah, know? i rewatched it and gosh oh, it, so if you haven't it. seen it again it's recut re-edited um you know some of the music's changed and some of the scenes have changed um check it out they did a really good job great job. really really good job so, so amazon great. prime check it out yeah um yeah i had some friends watch it and they were fired up yeah and they were like, yeah, "Let's go." And it's good to watch and, again, you know, because we yeah. went through this fight, and it, it, it was a fight. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a uh, definitely a, a war over the last couple of years as we produced oh, the documentary. Yeah. And it's good to go back and watch it just to get reinvigorated again, to remember yeah. why we did it, and that it's not over yet. Mm-hmm. It's easy to rest on your laurels and say, "Hey, man, we did some great stuff," and we did. I mean, look, look what we did here in Shasta County. You know, I mean, against all odds, now we're sitting on the board with for allies and, and people that are constitutional and want to take this you know this county forward and progress it and uh you know it's easy to rest on those lords and say hey we did it but no it's, it's just started you know yeah. oh yeah and so, i talked to those guys you know and one of them in particular was like i'm stoked with people that disagree with me i have no problem with that <clears throat> and they're just honest just yeah. be honest with me and i'm like sure. my goodness is that a shift sure when you watch the episodes and the board we were looking at during COVID, and now they talk to you like you're a peasant. Yeah, they treat you like way less than you don't know anything. Get out of here. We're running. We're the stuff. experts. Get out of the room. We have people literally pull the seats out. Like yeah. I just great. It was weird watching it. I'm like, is it this? It's yeah. kind of surreal. It is. You know? We've got people that work for the people now in yeah. the in these board positions and other positions, you know, where well, it's it's a total it's shift. It's servant leadership. Yeah. And it's a servant's heart. It's going in and, and saying, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to do what people want me to do. Yep. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not smarter. I'm not better. Mm-hmm. I'm just a person that's here to represent people. You know, yeah. and I think that, that's at the core of who we are. I want to get those, the, the newly elected on to uh, let them maybe transition in a little bit. And I'd love to have them on the show. Well, that'd be great. And, see the and perspective. Just, and to see a perspective change from candidate to supervisor. Yeah. Because I think there's a shift. I, I do think there's things that maybe they don't know as candidates that they learn as supervisors that maybe 
causes a perspective change, you know, <clears throat> and maybe I don't know, even changes their point of view on some things. So I'd be interested to see that, see yeah. if any of that happens. Yeah. Hey, um, let's do this on the next one. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It, oh, let's just keep, yeah, we'll just cover this on the so, next so one. So there's a ton yeah. to cover. And John, you've done some great research, man. And I'm excited to get into that. And um, let's just keep the natural conversation if going. If you in. like, we can talk about what's been going on. Yeah. Anytime there's a new year, and I'm not a big resolution guy at all. You know, I, I don't believe in that, but I do believe in resets. I do believe in being introspective, you know, when there's a shift and new year's always a good time for that. And talk about some of the things that we have in store, you know, for the coming year for ourselves. Because I think if you don't set goals for yourself, you know, short-term goals, long-term goals. You're just not going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get to where you want to be. You know, so you might be floating around on the breeze like Forrest Gump said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you name was feather. Uh. You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's easy to do, right? And, and we we are in charge of our own destiny. You know, contrary to popular belief, we really do control our own destiny, and we can get to where we want to go. Uh, but what are some things that you guys do? I know, I know, for me, it helps me to write things down. You oh. know. It helps me to write things down to say, hey, here's what I'm actually going to accomplish, whether it be today, this week, this month, this year, you know. Um, and it keeps my, myself accountable. It's not for anybody else to see, but it keeps me accountable to know that either I'm headed in the right direction or I'm not. I'm taking the right steps or I need to readjust and do something different, you know. Yeah. Um, so I know we always start off the year saying, hey, I want to be healthier. You know, I want to eat better. I want to go to the gym more. I want to do those things. And those are all great goals, you know. I know a place you can go. Okay. Go, go ahead and plug it. No, no go, I'm kidding. Let's go. <laughs> let me do it for you. Let me do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Carlos. Tee him up. But, you know, but it starts, it starts with your health, right? It's because if you're an unhealthy person, you're just not going to do anything. I mean, your professional life, your relationships are going to suffer. Your business is going to suffer. If you're constantly having to fight health challenges, you know, uh, I'm going into the new year a little bit under the weather myself. You know, I don't get sick very often, but uh, coming back from Vegas, he called the NFR crud. Everybody sort of got it. I thought I escaped it. It kind of put me a week later. You, you know, want to know what there's a good. lot of in Las Vegas? 5G. It's freaking Ooh. massive freaking 5G in Las Vegas. Just that, throwing it out there. And it breaks and, your and immune system down. Your, yeah. Oh, man. I think it, it's being these casinos with recycled air and all the smoke. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Gosh, and, and, yeah. That doesn't help. And there really is viruses. I'm not uh, someone that oh, questions and, and, and the germ just, theory. I know there's things that go around. But your immune system is, you know, that's 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 your military that fights for you, you sure. know, and, and your soldiers get beat down by that i mean it's proven that the the well even just the blue light right the fake artificial light the led with you you know and then oh you the know you're going you're staying up later and they actually put and frequencies out yeah. and everything oh, yeah. and yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. And, and and vitamins and minerals we got to talk about this because People think vitamins are a thing of like the 80s and 90s, right? Oh, nobody takes vitamins what? anymore. You know? <laughs> Who thinks that? Well, people say, you know, to, to me, vitamins like what Hulk Hogan used to say, right? Hey, go eat your vitamins, you know, to kids. And it's like, look, you got to do that stuff. And people say, well, I get my, my vitamins for my food. But the food that we eat now just doesn't have the minerals, the vitamins. That Even you if it's organic, it's very depleted. It's not, back in 1927, Congress in, in the United States said, hey, our souls are depleted of all the necessary vitamins and minerals, you know, to be healthy. That was back in 19, that was 100 years ago. So think about what the souls are like now, you know. So uh, if you think you get for your food, maybe a little bit, but you have to supplement. You know, there's some great supplements out there, you know. Uh, I mean, just vitamin B, vitamin D, vitamin, you know, get, get a good uh, zinc. complex. Zinc. Zinc. I take zinc every day. Zinc's a big one, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've noticed that when I'm not taking, when I get off my vitamin regimen. That's I, when you get sick. I feel like shit. Yeah, that's when I get sick. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You need that, you know. So. Oh. 
don't wait till it's too late. You know, don't wait till you're sick. Cause that's what we all do. We wait till we get sick and we start loading up on vitamins, you know, but an ounce of preventative maintenance worth a pound of problem. Well, yeah. And, and, and what, what is, you've done so much research on, on this, on, you've done so much research on this, uh, talking about our healthcare system. It's not really <clears throat> healthcare, it's sick care. You know, I mean, healthcare starts in the home. It starts by feeding your kids good whole foods, by eating good whole There foods, used to be you know? a day where, you know, uh, you'd go see a doctor and they would say, hey, you know what, you need to exercise more. You know, the pH of your, your body is whack. Um, you're deficient in these vitamins and minerals. Um, you know, and, and, and talking about things you can do naturally to counteract the problems you're having or to prevent, you know, problems from, from happening. Sure. And now um, when you go to the doctor, unfortunately, even though they're really smart people, very high intelligence, very educated, mm -hmm. but I mean, realistically, what usually is the, the options that they give you? They're like, they have a prescription, mm -hmm. you know, you have uh, you know, maybe you've got cancer. They're going to tell you either uh, radiation or chemotherapy mm -hmm. um, or surgery, you know, sure. Hey, we're, we're going to cut you. We're going to radiate you. We're going to poison you with chemotherapy. We're going to give you a prescription that's going to give you these side effects. That's going to get you another prescription. And it's a very slippery slope. And if you look at, um, if you think big oil is big, pharmaceutical industry is, this is probably 10 years outdated and it's probably somewhere around there. But the pharmaceutical industry is about five times bigger than big oil. I believe, I mean, what's every commercial we watch, you know, they're trying to sell you some drug, you know, but and it doesn't have to be a drastic change, right? Like, you don't have to all of a sudden say, I've never been to the gym before. I'm going to go to the gym five, six days a week don't and, and work that. out hard, you know? Let me tell you, you you're I, gonna I burn out. So, my, so yeah. you're the fitness guy here. Tell me a little bit about it. Because I would say, hey, go for a walk. Start by going for a walk every Absolutely. day. Let me interject yeah. for one second, and then I'm going to pass off to you. Yeah. You, you look at these guys who are like push themselves so hard, these guys who are like the top level athletes in the world, then they die at kind of a young age, you know, and I kind of look at it like maybe it's like a, a race car. You know what I mean? Sure, if I drive house. my, you know, so maybe you can overdo it, but maybe oh, I'm wrong, you know, yeah. so I think yeah. that's where well, you guys are going, right? I mean, there's several things like um, that come to mind, right? Because now we're eight years with clients, sure, you know, a member, sure, and watching different people's patterns and then to be a gym owner and survive through the pandemic. It was just interesting, right? And I'm always like, test, retest. Mm -hmm. I'm always following that. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're our own science projects, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, it's just hard. Um, there's a lot of things that roadblock people, but I think one of the biggest ones, um, Jordan Peterson does a great, I don't know if you guys follow him. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's outstanding. He's now. outstanding. So um, I'm into nerding out on him because I'm a nerd, but... Anyway, he, he has one rule that he has this book, 12 Rules for Life, and he has one, don't compare yourself to others, you know, sure. and, and the reference is, well, don't just give somebody what not to do. What should they do? Mm -hmm. Just look at yesterday and are you a little bit better? Mm -hmm. You're on a journey, like you're not going to make some global shift from, from today to tomorrow that's going to set you and you've arrived. No. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. false thing. I don't know where it gets implanted. It's a naive thought. And we should just go, okay, am I a little better than yesterday? Did I drink more water is probably one of the starts. Did I go to bed a little bit early? You know, I think we're finding more and more research is showing circadian rhythms and the sleep rhythms is probably oh. the thing that's crushing us the worst. Yeah. My sleep's because, been horrible. Yeah. yeah. And, and most people go, how are you sleeping? And like, oh, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's... Almost now there. with Karina and I, when we talk to people, that's where you need to start is yeah. those those things because that's your hormone reset. It's like, let's say you go on a diet, but yeah. you're sleeping like crap. It, it, your body can't reset. It can't re, it can't heal from your workouts. It can't do anything. So it's like sleep 
water intake, let's just start there. And then every one of those is a rabbit trail because we can gather all your data on your sleep. Now yeah. they have different monitors. Sure. We can look at your light cleansing from artificial light. Sure. We can look at everything. You can look at how you're sourcing your water. We have so much information. So I love how Jordan Peterson makes it simple. Just make it a little bit better than yesterday. Sure. And over time, it's a lot. Oh, that's a you huge know? amount. It's, it's like huge. the thing of like a, a compass degree. Yeah. And go 50 miles. Exactly. You're way exactly. different location yeah. than where you were. If you've ever done any land navigation, I've done plenty. You know, you know that you're like, oh, I'm close enough. But then you go <laughs> a couple miles down yeah. the road, you're, you're way off your mark. Way off. Do you ever look at a fire and you're like... Oh, that fire is like right there. Then you figure out where it's at. It's like five, it's 10 times yeah, further. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> and I think, you know, and it, that's the perception thing like you're talking about. Yeah. Like, so I think that uh, people have certain perceptions of themselves. If we go down the rabbit trail of the gym and why they won't hit the gym, there's a lot of mindset things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a tall ask because a lot of people um, have a hard time with even vision. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, real estate agents will tell you, People want to see the house already done. Sure. It's hard for them to walk into a house and see potential. Sure. It's a more rare subset. So when you ask people to go to the gym or make a change in January, you're asking them to see what they could be. Sure. So you're asking an event of envisioning and then mm-hmm. tie that back to the showing up and changing sure. your entire lifestyle sure. to do it. Yeah. And that's a big leap when a lot of people, let's just be honest, they're struggling to pay their bills or struggling to raise kids or mm-hmm. keep their marriage together. Yeah. There's all the life stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So now as a gym owner, I've just kind of <laughs> relinquished to the fact that, hey, who we're going to attract because we ask for hard work. We ask you to be honest about yeah. yourself, mm-hmm. your food and everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a smaller subset of the population and it that's is. okay because yeah. that's a big ask Yeah, where yeah. it used to be. This is a modern day problem. Sure, We used to work all the time. You were not going to avoid physical labor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we've got at least my generation that was told, don't do that. You're getting a raw deal if you do physical work. I was trade. told that. You're going to be broken you know? by the time you're 40 if you go work construction or work in the right. trades. And you then know? you're seeing, oh, my goodness, these guys are actually in better shape. It's just yeah. built into their day. They yeah. walk or they're moving sure. and they're, they're physical. Mm-hmm. So now we have this modern day issue and we have the fix is, oh, just envision yourself this way and show up at my gym. Yeah. That's a tall ask and yeah. pay money for mm-hmm. it. So you got to adjust budget and everything. I'm like, sure. so the reality is set in for us after eight yeah. years. Like, yeah. hey, this is a big ask mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just going to take referrals. It's going to, to truly make change. I could sell fickle plans all sure. day long. Sure. Oh, don't worry. Buy this gimmick challenge and do this. And sure. sometimes that jump starts people. But when I do a six week program, I get 20 people in that program. Sure. Probably two stick after sure. six weeks because sure. there's an end date and but, they know it. But the format has know? changed for gyms and working out, right, over the last 20 years too where it's gone more to a group setting type of gym where people used to go into these gyms, right, put their headphones on, you know, and yeah. they, they were in their own space, right, and they had yeah. their own workouts they were doing. Where now even those kinds of gyms have group classes mm-hmm. and it's gotten more into that point. So tell me about that shift and what, what that's like accountability-wise for people versus just going to the gym by yourself, well, you know? I think it's huge. It's across the board. Like most every um, high performer has a partner. Very sure. few, even in business, sure. right? You can't really, we're such social mm-hmm. creatures. Like mm-hmm. we want to be around other people and it helps. Yeah. So it eases that and it holds people accountable. Hey, I'm going to meet you there. I mean, most of the guys that even put their earbuds in yeah, yeah. or their headphones on had a buddy, right? Sure. They had their spotter or whatever. <clears throat> sure. Usually sure. Lone, completely lone wolves. Mm-hmm. So that was really rare. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, I think that's why it shifted that way is if is we went, okay, we went through time where it was kind of like, oh, you go to the gym to be a bodybuilder. There was still a bunch of men laboring yeah. and, and women labor. And 
life took work, physical sure. output. Sure. Now we have don't need as much physical output because we have a gazillion conveniences and comforts. So then, but then the bodybuilding phase hit, and then it was like that. That's not really fun. I don't want to look like that guy. So it wasn't something people aspired to. And then there was all the fads. Functional fitness. And it went functional, which was largely based on training military folks and and, um, what they would call industrial athletes. Mm. And then said, oh, the masses like this. Let's make it a sport. And they made it social. And it blew up. Mm. And and it's never a fad. It'll always be there. Sure. But then it has diminishing returns using it as a sport where that mentality, right? You have to then wire it into something else because you're going to age and sure. that's a young man's when you're full out, full mm-hmm. throttle working mm-hmm. out. Like you can only so, do, it has diminishing returns, right? <laughs> People are watching so. this and maybe in their forties, fifties, sixties and beyond, you yeah. know, is it ever too late to get into a no, program? No, of course not. Of course not. You just have to go in, you know, just a healthy realization to me when you go to step into that change, any kind of change, sure. but lifestyle change and assessing where your body's at. I hear the constant things and it's like, I'm kind of burnt down on them. I'll be honest. When I hear, oh, I have a knee injury from high school football. I'm like, really? You can't work around your knee? Yeah. Yeah. You would not. Like if it was some other problem to solve for sure. most people, they're going to solve it. Yeah. You know, but, but suddenly when it's the, our bodies, we were kind of, we've kind of been told it's this thing you can't fix or work on. Mm-hmm. There's always workarounds, right? And everything. So I think it's just a good assessment and say, okay, I'm going to start making some incremental change. And if you wait to the point where the doctor says you've got metabolic syndrome, you got high blood pressure and high cholesterol and all these other things, that means probably you're overweight and you've got some mechanical issues with your body. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. Now you need personal training. Yeah. I can't just throw be responsible and be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you an open gym membership. Yeah. No, that whole model is based on sure. thousands of people signed up and around 30 to 40. If you look at the equipment in gym, most, yeah. you know, open gym style gyms. They can accommodate thirty to forty people. Mm-hmm. Their membership roles, thousands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a mass what, model that you're not even supposed to show up. Sure, and sure. I can't run that way. It's just not me. sure. Sure. So I'm going to say you're going to need personal training and everything. So if you're to that point where you're a little bit older and you got that history, just know it's going to be a little bit taller investment, and give yourself some grace, like just small sure. incremental change. And, and you talked about more, don't compa- walk faster, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you said something a little bit ago. Don't compare yourself to other people. I think that's important, right? I mean, you are your own worst enemy when it comes to that. You know, it's so easy brutal. to be so self-critical. Yeah. But for me, and maybe people like me, it helps <clears throat> me to be in a place where people are more fit than I am. It drives me because it shows me what's possible. It motivates you. It, it motivates me to to want to do something because if I was the fittest guy at the gym, I'd be like, I'd be a little bit complacent, you know, but I work a little bit harder trying to achieve that to be, hey, I want to look like this guy or feel like this guy, have the energy that this person has, you know, and it's not always on a look. I think people have this misconception that you go to work out to look a certain way. Yeah. And, and maybe that is your motivating factor for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For me, it's how I feel. I, I know what I feel like crap. And your athletic what, ability, what, though, what, right? I mean, absolutely. And I still want to feel strong. Uh, I want to feel like I can go work on the ranch and, and, and not be tired, you know, that I can go do the things that, that are required of me without having to be sore the next day or, or, or be broken and have to sit on the couch for two days to recover. You know, so don't always base it around a look, base it around how you feel, you know? Absolutely. And, and there are some top-level athletes that don't look the way that you think you should look. If you're how about, about Josh Babyface Barnett? Or Fedor Emelianenko, you know? You look at these, yeah. these guys, you yeah. know, who, who are just, they don't have these these ripped men. They're not going to be on the cover of Men's Health, you know, but they're, they're high-level athletes yeah. who can do a lot. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit, Lonnie, about. Yeah, it's where, it, I always preach that. It's where you're at. 
If, if, if for our gym, if you show up, you've won. Sure. Just count it as a win. Sure. Get some work done. Get a good sweat and go home. And it, it falls under that same basis. You're probably better than yesterday if you yeah. did that. Unless you just show up and do absolutely nothing, which no one's sure. going to do. Then you wouldn't show up. Sure, sure. You know, so it's I break it down simple like that and try and tell people you are where you are. Mm-hmm. Some people have been doing this this kind of workout for 10 years or this guy's doing sure. that or this yeah. person training just wants strength for jujitsu sure. or whatever, yeah. right? Everyone's yeah. in their own lane. And it's the classic thing of everyone's worried that everyone else is looking at them. And that's all you're really consumed with mm-hmm. when you walk through the door. Mm-hmm. What do you think everybody else is consumed with? Yeah. Looking yeah. at you? No. It's a myth. It's a weird myth. <laughs> no, it, it is, but we, it's what we believe. And even you know? if we're walking into a bar. Sure. So I read this book, <coughs> Go Figure. And it, it was uh, <laughs> it's called Daring Greatly. Great book. And it just talks about authenticity and different things. Well, it broke out. I did studies. I forget how many people, but it was pretty extensive on some of the most embarrassing or difficult, like, out of the comfort zone things that people can do public being in public naked was in this top 10 and i believe it was at minimum in the top 20 was going to a gym not knowing what you're doing mm. wow it's a massive roadblock wow. for a lot of people wow. now you got the three of us were willing to go on a jujitsu mat at some yeah, point and sure. not be getting wrenched right yeah. and beat up yeah. so we don't have necessarily the same filter but that was a poll of the masses so now in new year's you're gonna all of a sudden because a one night you're going to bridge that that sure fear sure so just be authentic with it and say okay that's a huge fear for me how can i bridge it smaller is it a personal trainer and it's your here's the other thing american culture has said fitness should be cheap you should be able to run you should be able to go sure. 30 bucks a month and if all that was working why would we have childhood obesity absolutely. issues absolutely absolutely it doesn't work yeah so reassess, well, you know, well, go, well, okay, it's probably going to cost me a little more money. It's, it's going to cost war. me a little more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a cultural wave. And I, I just, that's where, I mean. It's yeah. not just cultural though. It's, it's diet and stuff like that, but it's not just, if you just go and get some food, like you can look at, um, look at some pictures of people from the fifties, sixties, seventies, you know, you didn't really see obese, obesity was very rare. You know what I mean? It's if look at some pictures, I'm just saying, look up pictures from the fifties or pictures from the sixties at the beach or something like that. And you look at people and they're almost everybody is fit. Now, guess what? Did they eat pie? Did they eat ice cream? You're darn right. They did. Did they probably work a little harder and a little more physical? Yeah. You know, there's some, some, uh, things that changed there, but you got to look at the food food has changed, you know, in the things they put, they put estrogen mimickers in the food they put, I mean, if you're not breastfed and you're, you're the day you're born, you're getting fed a a soy baby formula that has estrogen mimickers in there. And on top of the programming and all that stuff, what I'm saying is, 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 um, it's not just your physical, um, um, things, uh, uh, physical, Exercise, I, I, exercise and, yeah. and, and, and different uh, things you're doing in life with, with uh, physical, but you, but actually we're being poisoned on purpose and things are being put in the food on purpose and the GMO food. Yeah. We're eating food that your body doesn't even recognize it as an actual nutritional source. So when you're eating this stuff, your body doesn't even know what to do with it. So anyways, so I'm just... On that line, John, <clears throat> one of my goals is to eat out less. I'm on the road a lot. Yeah. And sometimes it's inevitable, you know. But when I'm home, if I'm not sleeping in a hotel, 
I'm going to eat at home. That, that That's a small step for me. I'm going to yeah. make food at home. Because if you have to make your food, you're thinking about what you eat, you know? Mm-hmm. When you look at a menu, you have all these choices and none of them are really good for you, you know? My grandfather never ate out. He cooked at home his whole life, okay? L- l- lived to be a, a very, really old age, very, very healthy, strong guy. And one thing he always said was, I'm not in that kitchen, so I don't know what they're putting in that food, you know, going along yeah. with what you're saying. I don't know what they're putting in that food. It might taste good, but I don't know what they're putting in it, you know? Mm-hmm. In my kitchen, I control everything that goes onto my plate, you know, and that's for me something that I need to really get a hold of because being on the road a lot, I'm already going to be fighting that challenge of of having to eat on the road and having to make those hard choices about what I'm going to eat off a menu. Where now, if I'm home, I'm 100. I'm, I'm eating at home, and that's that. That's funny because it it that displays it right because I'm asking for an honest assessment, right? When you're saying sure. like, how what should these people do? Well, do you got to do this honest assessment? Because immediately, if you just try and hit, start hitting the gym, reflective is going to be your food, which then is reflective of your lifestyle. You're talking about travel <coughs> or yeah. busy mornings sure. and guys are just going in, popping in the gas station and sure. buying whatever. Yeah. For the moms, we have a ton of women that are so busy, they mm-hmm. don't eat. They don't eat. And their hormones go whack. Yeah. And now... Then they, they want to kill eat, you when you... No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> The sort of fasting is good. We can talk about that, but that's yeah, not, but that's that's not, not what we're talking about. Intentional, right? They have yeah. the kid, then they're busy taking care of the kid. They're this, that, the other thing, and next thing you know, they feel like starving themselves is going to get the weight off. Throws sure. their hormones to crap. Yeah. And now when they do eat, it's straight storage because it's in starvation mode, which yeah. accelerates your stress response. There's all this stuff that goes on. So you actually have some sure. that are, we see as much when if we see someone with a certain body type walking in, we're, we can pretty much nail it. And I'm not judging people, but no, I, yeah. we can nail it. No, it's, an assessment. Have, it's test retest. Yeah. They're probably either starving themselves mm-hmm. or binging eating. Sure. One of the two. Sure. Because no one really is sitting down unless they're m- massively obese and mm-hmm. just constantly eating French fries. People yeah. are making efforts. Sure. But then it's just. You got to address the whole yeah. thing. You're going to try and make a change this year. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this sure. one category. Yeah. So that honest assessment of all the categories. Okay. And don't chalk it up to I can't do shit either. Mm-hmm. I hate that answer. Yeah. Well, yeah. the food supply, screw it. No. Well, then you're leaving your kids to be your caretakers mm-hmm. if you have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, or <clears throat> the government system right now that pays for sick care. Sure. So don't be a burden on the whole picture and just say, I'm going to make a move on whichever thing. Is it your water intake? Is it your sleep? Is it hitting Drinking water. Drink, okay, look, uh, just stop, drinking stop right water. there. Just, just drinking water. Yeah. You know, basic. I mean, the, basic. The, the, there's days where, and I'm horrible about this. There's days where I'm like, all I've had today is coffee and a beer. You know, yes. I'm like, I have not drinking any water all day. Right. You know, and the days I drink water, I mean, it's like water is life. You know? Yeah. And you yeah. will feel better. You know, Way better. so let's shift real quick from health to, yeah. to other types of goals people have. You know, um, I think w- one of the hardest things you could ever do is to, to go to work for yourself. Okay. The three of us in this room are very fortunate to be able to work for ourselves and support our families that way. Uh, but how many people are out there that they're afraid? A question that I get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, you know, from just being in business for so many years for myself is what does it take to start your own business? You know, people that would love to maybe get out of their careers because they're not happy or, or just, just shift in their life. And they say, hey, what do I need to do? I say, you know what? <laughs> what's it take? It takes a lot of balls. It takes, a lot of, <laughs> it takes a lot of guts, you know, because it's not easy. It's not easy. But to me, it's also the most rewarding thing you'll ever do is to go to work for yourself. You know, so if you're listening to this and you're a person who maybe has an idea, you know, or a vision for something that you want to do, maybe this is a year that you go out and do it, that you actually take the steps to get 
you know, financially stable enough to be able to do something like that. Now, does it mean you're going to be financially stable all the time if you don't work for yourself? Absolutely not. You might actually end up making less money for a while, you know, go through those struggles and challenges, you know, that we talk about uh, in doing that. But if that's something you want to do, don't wait. And I tell people this all the time. Don't wait till next year. Don't wait until everything's perfect. You know, the stars will never be completely aligned for you. You just have to go out and you have to do it, you know. Um, And the challenges that that presents for me are the fun challenges, you know, the challenges that come and having to adapt and do adjust uh, when the economy is doing different things, you know, how, how do you survive in that kind of environment? That to me is fun. You know, the, I'm not a money guy in the sense that I don't care about money itself. Okay. Um, I, I don't, I don't have like a fancy boat. I don't go out and buy fancy stuff. You know, I have a very nice home. Uh, I'm able to travel, do things that I like. You know, and for me, that that's it. Maybe for you, it is to want to have a boat, you know, or a yacht or be able to vacation a couple times a year. Maybe that's it, you know. Um, but I'm driven by the game. I, I'm driven by the challenge to see how well I can do. Not because I want the money itself, but just because money becomes that um, that, that carrot, if you will, you know, to, to be able to measure. Say, hey, I was able to do this. This worked. This didn't. And the most fun I've ever had in business and when st- is when stuff hasn't worked and having to reinvent myself for the business to be able to, to work. You know, that's the most fun I've I've had. You know, uh, and the rewards of that. So if you're a person who's watching this, who's like, hey man, I, I'd really like to go into business for myself. I have this great idea, or I'm really good at this. Maybe maybe you're a great woodworker. You know, and everybody knows you're a great woodworker, but you know. Uh, the outside world doesn't know. Your friends don't be the outside world. Maybe you need to show them. Maybe you need to start, you know, putting stuff out there. And with the internet right now, with these phones that we love and hate so much, you can run an entire business off of this right oh, here. Yeah. You know, if you have so a skill, a craft, a, a vision, an idea, you can monopolize that, you know, with this. You know, so um, get smart. Go out there. Do, do, do some research, you know, on the things that you need to do. To, to go into business because it is a lot of fun. And I know for me, I'm constantly looking at how to adapt, how, how to how to grow my business and then how to invest in other things as well. And that's just the game for me, you know? So not only do I have um, physical and, and health goals for myself, but I have goals in business as well, you know? And that keeps me on track. Um, and it keeps my mind sane too, you know? If, if I'm sitting at home and I, and I don't have the ability to go execute my plans, you know, I, I go a little stir crazy, you know, so I have to sort of stay engaged in, in, in that kind of a thing. So yeah. that's just for me personally. So, I mean, find something you love and if that's what you want to do, you know, not everybody it, being your own boss is it's a double-edged sword. Do you know what I mean? And it's not, and there's always like, I tried one semester of college and you know, even my mom's a teacher and she goes, and I was like, mom, I don't know if I'm cut out for this college stuff. And she goes, no, she goes, son, you, I knew you weren't going to make it in college. Not everybody's <laughs> cut out for it. But at the it's, same point, my, my, her yeah. brother, my uncle is the most successful person out of like the whole family from both sides. And he makes more money and more successful and never didn't go to college. He went and worked into, uh, as a independent contractor for the military, uh, right out of high school, they hired him and Anyways, so, I mean, different people have different paths and sometimes it's a lot of stress, you know, having your own business too, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, sometimes you lay there at night or I don't know if you guys ever do, but you, you know, you wake up at three in the morning and you're thinking about all this stuff going on. And sometimes it's easier to go and clock in and clock out. You, you don't have to worry about it until you just got to set your alarm and show up to work. And then when you're done, maybe you don't have to think about all that other stuff. But if you can find something that you're passionate about and, 
you know, and, uh, you know, go for it. You got to take risk. You can't be afraid. If there's something you want to do and you're not willing to take the risk, then you're not living life to the full potential. You know what I mean? And for me, I'm not as much the same as Carlos where he writes things um, down and has these goals, you know, and there's different methods. I'm more of like an intuitive person, like about for the last 15 plus years, I, I run on intuition. You know, I, I don't have like a guideline that I go sure. by. I just kind of follow my intuition and, um, you know, so I'm a little bit different in that way, but definitely listen to your gut instinct and follow it and follow your passion and do not be afraid to, to take risks. And, and passion is an interesting thing, right? So I'm going to agree and disagree with you a little bit here. When people say, do what you love for a living. I say no. <laughs> this is me personally. This is Carl Spada 101. My own personal thoughts here. Okay. I did that for a lot of years. For 15 years, I did my passion for a living. Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. I love Jiu-Jitsu. It was my life. I lived it, breathed it. You know, that, that was what I did. And I thought, man, what a great opportunity to be able to do this for a living. But what happens after 10 years of doing that, I started to hate Jiu-Jitsu. You know, because I was making a living at it, making a great living at it. You know, I had a very successful business. But I got to where I didn't, I loved the business but I hated jujitsu, you know, after, after a while, you know, and I don't know if you ever run into that in, in, in the gym industry, the uh, fitness industry, you yeah. know, where, where your hobby becomes Basic your job. Burnout. And all of a sudden I'm like, burnout. I need a, another hobby, you know, because that very thing that I was so passionate and loved so much has now become this monkey on my back, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being something that I go and I do for fun, I do to relax and to, you know, to feel better. So that that's personally. So, yeah, you know, I know there's people that say, Hey, do what you love, you know, for a living, you have to work a day in your life. You know, there, there's people like that. That wasn't me, you know, yeah. I, I for me, I, I need to do something I can live with that I don't hate, but then the things that I love, I don't, I don't make money on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, I think there's a few, th- I loved some nuggets that I, I caught caught out of what, what you both shared. Like for you, you're like, Hey, you want the simplicity, just show up to work and get paid, do it, you know, do it, but then be able to reassess. People get locked in. They think, well, I'm just this and I'm stuck. You're just a jiu-jitsu gym owner and instructor. You're stuck. You'd be burnt out. Mm -hmm. Everything would start to wobble. Sure. Sure. You know, athletes would notice your gym would probably numbers would suffer. Mm -hmm. You're doing the same thing. If you're working a job, there's some kind of myth out there. I don't even know where it came from (coughs) that you're kind of stuck. And it's that that yeah. whole nomenclature of like success is a trap because you get really good at one trade or one craft and yeah. you're like stuck. I'm stuck behind this computer all day. Well, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're making a choice yeah. to, to yeah. put yourself. You in can that get seat. up right now and you change. Can get your up life. right now, but yeah. Oh, but then I'd lose my job. Well, you can figure some other stuff out. So, yeah, go into it knowing it may just be a temporary thing for whatever, sure. and be willing to reassess that reassessment. And I lied this last year. It's funny. I sat on this word. Because it, I hear it all the time. And I and it all of a sudden it started to irk me. And I know if it bugs me and peeves me, I'm yeah. going, okay, dig into that yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, that there might be something there. And it it's the word success. Yeah. How do you measure Stupid, that? Stupid arbitrary term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually we choose something that says that's success. And we're 22 years old. And then we live a life till we're 50 and realize I set a stupid vision for success. Sure. I didn't know shit when I set that at 22 years old. Yeah. What am I measuring it in? Sure. It's just this weird term. And and now that I say it and listeners, watch how much it gets thrown around. Well, that guy's successful. How do you know that? Yeah. He's driving the right truck. Maybe he's miserable. Maybe he has a bigger house than you. So you label on some success. He makes millions a year. He could be drinking and completely lonely Miserable. and a mess. 
His kids could be going through something terrible. You don't know. Sure, so what is sure. success? What is this thing we always talk about? Sure. It's so individualized, like you said. Like, what's your thing you love? Maybe you just do this job so that you can get to that thing you love and be a happy human. Maybe it's not. Maybe you own businesses. We're all different. There is no like, okay, this is success. But I loved, I sat, I'm not kidding you, for months and the better part of last year going, what is this success thing? Because I don't know if you're really success. We're yeah. good friends. But what now, is rich? Really happy yeah, in, yeah. Is it a happy marriage? I don't, I don't want a crap marriage. Sure. I want to be married to my best friend sure. and my lover. How many like, times did you laugh? Life. How many times, how much joy did you have in a day? Yes, right? exactly. Oh, so happy, like, yeah. what is it? Is, Happiness happy? to me is success. Is that, is that success? Uh, but let, but let look, me, at, look at people, you, look at how we define it. We it's do. so weird. Yeah. We just throw the word out. Oh yeah, if you want to be successful, do this. We, we do got to wrap this up say? though. Well, Maybe wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it with yeah. a quick story real quick because yeah. I think it's really applicable. So there was a Costa Rican fisherman who would sit on the coast every day with, with his rod and his reels. You know, he'd cast into the ocean. He'd catch just enough fish to feed his family. Okay. Local guy. Catch just enough fish to feed his family. Maybe sell a couple and they'll make a little bit of money. You know, they're, they're the locals and tourists. An American comes down and says, hey, you know what? You're a pretty good fisherman. You know, you ever thought about buying a boat? You know, the guy goes, no, I never thought about that. And he goes, well, let me get you a boat, you know, and then we can start, you know, guiding fishing trips, you know, take people on your boat and, and, and growing, you know, and maybe starting a business. And the guy goes, well, no, that doesn't sound too bad. Let me try that. They get a boat. Before you know it, they had three boats. They had a fleet of boats. Well, before you know it, they were catching so many fish that they had to open restaurants to be able to put that fish into to sell the, you know, fish at the restaurants, you know, and then they had a chain of restaurants, you know, and the guy thought to himself, man, one day I'll have so much money that I'll be able to just sit on the beach and fish for myself again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Well, was, was he more circle. successful before or after? Right back to where you were. That's so hilarious. Happy being that guy who's just catching a couple of fish yeah. for himself and then able to sell a couple. Stay there if, if you're happy. Yeah, stay there. Well, and I, and I, so the one of the biggest nuggets I came upon once I sat with the success thing is number one, it's got to be individually <clears throat> defined, right? And then number two, make sure you're not chasing one that you naively set. Or, I, or somebody else's. Or somebody else's. Or somebody else's, sure. But a lot of times we choose it naively. If you're choosing mm -hmm. someone else's, that's being naive. Mm -hmm. If you're choosing something like, oh, if I get this job, my life will look like this. Really? Wh where do we come off thinking yeah. we can, that, that that's actually a and maybe that Maybe plan, getting a new job you know? is a step that you need to take in order to get to sure. your goal. Sure. But, but just be careful with the, you can do it in a flash second. Yeah. I buy this sure. coffee, after my coffee, I'm going to be this. Yeah. You know, we can do this stuff quick. Mm -hmm. So when you make bigger life decisions, don't do it that like that. Oh, sure. Like take a moment and go, wait a second. What am I getting myself into? And what do I really want it to look like? Okay, I kind of have this idea. And there could be a huge array of things that are going to come at me or all changes I'll have to make. <coughs> and then you see the people that can adjust and do that different stuff. So just careful. Don't put those naive goals and pictures sure. in your mind. Sure. Just in a heartbeat because yeah. we're that fast. Yeah. Think about it. You can envision yeah. whatever you want. Sure. You know, if I say a merry-go-round, it, it's instant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when someone chooses a path, it's instant. So just be careful with that. And, and even don't more do instant now, I mean, I can literally start a business today. Right. Right now. In the next mm -hmm. hour, I can have an idea, get an Instagram account, a page, a Facebook page, whatever, make a website, and I have a business. Now Is that going to make you more successful, though? Right. That's what's crazy. <laughs> only, only you can answer. I know. Yeah. Guys, I, this has been a great talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
let's go ahead and wrap this episode up and we'll go ahead and start the next one with yep. a lot of this juicy stuff um, that we need to talk about here. Yeah. So happy new year's guys. Happy and happy thanks year, for tuning yeah. in yeah. and uh, we appreciate you. We uh, make sure to share us on uh, this one's probably YouTube and Facebook postable. Yeah. We didn't talk about anything too crazy sure. on there. Um, Apple. Don't say Apple podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you guys.